Welcome to the Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey. I'm on the mic with my brother's friend and our cousin Kyle. You can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're on most podcast platforms, including iTunes. Tonight, we're going to kick it off with something new. A Sunday dinner segment, which includes our extended fam, cousins, friends. We're here to answer your questions from Twitter, so thank you for submitting them. The first question to you, brother, cousin Kyle, from at Five Yard Rush. What's up, guys, from across the pond? Thanks, Murph. So if we're going to stream tight ends outside the top 10 or 12, who would be your candidates for streamer options? I know, I know that we agree on one. Uh, we sh- yeah, we share one uh, simultaneously. Chris Herndon from the Jets, I think, is a pretty yeah. good one. He's going to get his fill. He's going to get his target. Sam Darnold clearly liked throwing to him last year, and it's only going to build. I mean, they're yeah. both insanely young. I could yeah. see them actually being a very good quarterback tight end duo. For That's them. what I was about to say is, like, they both came into the league at the same time. They were drafted at the same time. They will now continue to grow in their careers at the same time. We saw Sam Darnold in December have the best quarterback rating of any quarterback in the NFL. Um, so he had a great December, which means that the end of the season, you know, he finished strong. So I think Herndon could start the year strong and finish as a top 12 guy. But my sleeper sleeper, though, Irv Smith. Minnesota. Put it on the board. Yeah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> mine's, mine's even worse. It's Jimmy Graham. So, mm. yeah, gross. I know. It's gross. But I'm, I'm going to stay with it. He's being picked at like 16 tight, on, tight end off the board. So, This is a judge-free zone. <laughs> and once Greg Olson gets hurt, Ian Thomas potentially. Ian Thomas, exactly. Who I'm a big fan of. And we have him on our dynasty. Even if he doesn't, I think he could. So, yeah. Great question, guys. Thank you for submitting again. On to the next one at Tyler Belowski. Thank you, Tyler. So what side are you guys taking on this one? It's a trade offer. Half point PPR dynasty. Jordan Howard on one side, trading for Ronald Jones and a rookie 2020 second round pick. Ronald Jones, second pick. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Very, very easy for me. Jordan Howard is just not a bell cow. And while I don't think Ronald Jones is much either, I think he's younger. He's better um, going forward at least. So he's in a better situation too. Yeah. I just, I like Jordan Howard just has, there's way too much going on in that backfield. So yeah. And Ronald Jones was humble definitely last year by not playing. (laughs) Apparently he's doing pretty good in, you know, preseason right now or camp or whatever you want to call it. So, and the pick helps the 2022nd round pick helps. True. I think all the the pundits say that next year's draft has a, has a ton of talent. I say that so every year. Yeah, no, next year has some second pick in Jordan. Yes, Allen, especially running backs next year. There are some unbelievable running backs coming out next year. So, yeah, Jordan Howard will uh, take a backseat eventually. I think to Miles Sanders if he agreed and get over the soft tissue injuries that he's already experiencing. On to the next question: Time skew pod. Mm. I hope I said that right there, pal. Yeah. Would you rather have in a dynasty? This one. I mean, I don't know. It's, it seems pretty easy for me, guys. DeAndre Hopkins or Devonta Adams? I'm going Hopkins all day. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sick of this question, honestly. I like Devonta Adams. I always will. I think Rodgers helps him so much. But it's, it's DeAndre Hopkins by a long margin. Uh, please stop. The guy's a freak. <laughs> like, please stop with anything. <laughs> yeah. I think Devonta Adams could put up 14 touchdowns this year. But I think Devonta – I mean, uh, I think DeAndre – did I say Hopkins or Adams? Devontae Adams, I think, could put up 14 touchdowns, but Hopkins, I think, could easily put up 15 and more receptions, potentially more yards every year going forward. 
Plus, he also has Deshaun Watson, who's young. Correct. They're both growing together, and they're yeah. becoming like you could even say the argument that they're becoming like the best quarterback wide receiver duo as far as connection goes. So, um, Hopkins all day. Yeah, clearly that his little dog in a bag. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Yo, home poodle. Home my poodle dog. So we're pretty uh, pretty much on, on one side on that one. It's uh, it's DeAndre Hopkins all day. Uh, next question from our pal at. T.C. Corbin. What's up, dude? I think the middle of the first round is a very interesting point in drafts, and I'm quoting him. Where do you go at 1-5 after a Saquon, run CMC, Zeke? Go. Where do you uh, – And Kamara gone too. Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, Hopkins, Devonta. What's, uh, what, what direction uh, do you go after the top running backs are off the board? I guess Kamara too. Obviously, he'll be gone. Yeah, you can take this one first. All right. Uh, I would have no problem with taking DeAndre right there. Clearly, we just spoke about him. He is the best receiver in the game. At the, uh, you're solidifying yourself with probably the top wide receiver in, in fantasy. Whereas on the other side, I could also see myself taking Melvin Gordon. Um, so mine, Mine's an easy one. Um, mine's David Johnson. Oh, um, Good yeah, David Johnson is my pick here. Um, you're going for an offense that's going to try to call, what, 100 plays a game or something they were crazy saying. Um, I think he's going to get as many rushing attempts and receiving attempts as possible. He's going to have, I think, over 16, 1,700 total yards, if not more. Um, even if the touchdowns aren't there, I think he's going to have 80-plus receptions as well. So he has that 1-5 pick for me in the bag. Would you take him at that, at that oh, spot? With, with, all, with those players off the board and everyone else left, yeah, David Johnson would be my pick. Wow, love it. I think, I mean, he's, he can't do worse than last year, let's be honest. And he still finished top 12. Right, and he still was. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else to uh, keep an eye on, potentially Michael Thomas. He's, uh should, should be in that conversation as well. Um, ooh, this is, uh, this is exciting. Introducing the newest member of the Fantasy Fam, major contributor slash writer at FF Black submitting a question obviously check out his stuff you can find the articles on our website um which also leads directly into our topic today so very relevant we appreciate it running back by committee situations to completely avoid players to avoid players you like at their current adp what do you think ultimately transpires and who ultimately emerges as the clear-cut dog if if any which his question is where do you guys believe Todd Gurley will be drafted right now and how high does Henderson move up obviously let's let's talk about the Rams so who wants to uh, take this one? Oh god I'll, um yeah I'm gonna divert this one you can take it first <laughs> I was, gonna, I was oh. gonna say don't be too excited don't yeah care. I'm not so what was Todd Gurley ranked like six or seventh uh, overall Todd Gurley I, if when we talked about this last which was like a week or two ago he was like I think he was going at like the second to last pick of the first round but he was ranked he was definitely ranked in the top 10 oh yeah he was i think he was going as like the maybe like the 109 pick 110 pick yeah, he seems eight nine right now now uh, now he's a 201 i think now he's yeah he is yeah. the six this is now a lot of our stuff we look at fantasy pros <laughs> but he is the running back 10 right now so he went down that much just because of this news by saying i mean he's not the bell cow anymore that i just i <sighs> God, I'm okay. I'm, com I'm in like complete shock. But then again, it's also really like his is his injury really this serious? Like, why not have him taking like take care of it? 
So he can be the bell cow. <laughs> this, this sucks. This absolutely sucks. <laughs> um, because I have, pl- you know, I have been, you know, priding myself on knowing that Todd Gurley is still Todd Gurley. He's 24 years old. He has his future ahead of him. Uh, but this, this is not great. I mean, his knee is definitely something to <laughs> keep monitoring as everyone's going to until, you know, the first game of the season. But he's still Todd Gurley. I mean, that's the thing. I just, um, I think by the time the draft comes around, he's going to be going at the 205. And it's going to feel wonderful to potentially draft him there. I, we just picked him in that dynasty league. Yeah, right? I, I am still of the belief that unless things had changed, they would have come out and said something more, you know, formally. So it's just, I, I have no words, honestly. I don't have any words to to talk about this, but I still love Todd Gurley going forward. Maybe not as the bell cow anymore, but even at, you know, 75%, he's still going to be a top 12 running back. See, we've talked about this one ad nauseum, but it it's so relevant because he went from, what, the number one fantasy stud last year to now potentially slipping out of the first two rounds even. Um, and I think it's, it's pretty obvious that there's something going on there, which we've obviously discussed many times because they drafted Daryl Henderson in the third round and they kept Malcolm Brown and they still have John Kelly and they're probably going to sign another running back any day now. It, it just, I mean, the writing's on the wall to me, honestly, and I'm not sure I'm even going to, to pick him because there's going to be games where their defense completely shuts the other team down. They get a couple quick TDs. He's not even going to play. No, why would he's you? Not gonna, he's not going to see the field in those games. Then what? Malcolm Brown, insert Malcolm Brown. Or No, it's going to be it, – I think it's really going to be um, insert Daryl Henderson. I mean, I hope so because we drafted him as well in the dynasty. I think, yes. yeah. <laughs> I, think I think it's going to be insert Daryl Henderson, if anything. But it's, it's one to watch. This is going to be the number one storyline heading into – uh, the season, we're going to talk about it probably 10 times before the start of the season. So, Well, Daryl Henderson is set to appear at SportsCon this year. So Ooh, uh, well, one that stinks uh, for him because he's probably going to be bombarded with nonsense questions. questions. Yeah, like, oh, my God, are you going to start, bro? He's being what's, drafted as the what's first What's going pick. on with Todd? <laughs> right? His ADP right now is the first pick of the seventh round, by the way. Yeah. He's, a, he's the 54th ranked running back, I think. No, 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 no. In PPR Maybe right now, he's the thirty. He is the thirty-third ranked running back according to Fantasy Football Calculator. Ooh, uh, there you go. That's why. Yeah, he is going much earlier. He's going around the likes of Tevin Coleman, Lamar Miller, uh, even Kareem Hunt area for running backs. So, I mean, wow. technically Lamar and Tevin are like starters, and this guy's not even starting. Ooh. <laughs> this this goes back to last year with the Le'Veon Bell James Conner situation. Oh, I know it's not the same, and it's injury versus holdout, but this feels very similar. Yeah. He kept creeping, oh. up, boards he kept creeping up boards, and he turned out to be the steal of the, of the year. I don't um, want. I don't want Gurley. Oh, my God. Well, that sucks. <laughs> uh, can, we, can we just move on? I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm getting upset. Next team. If we run, if we run into Daryl Henderson, the question I'm going to have for him is, who's his favorite Daryl from a movie, and does he let his soul glow like my favorite <laughs> From wow. to America. That's a fantastic, that's a good analogy oh, right there. I was going to say if he really likes Memphis barbecue or something. Yeah, not <laughs> Since he played at Memphis. He's going to look at you like you got two heads, bro. Right. Plus we're in Dallas, so hopefully there'll be some uh, some Right? Be like, yo, you got you to try some Dallas barbecue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is an interesting one because it's a Kyle Shanahan offense in San Francisco where we've seen in the past two running backs excel. Kevin Coleman, Devonta Freeman. Tevin Coleman now back under the wing of 
of Kyle Shanahan, but with the 49ers, Jarek McKinnon coming back from injury, Matt Breida, who played with injury and did exceptionally well last year in limited time with limited carries, Raheem Mozart, Kyle Juszczyk, is he still even on the team? I mean, this, this is a, a crazy situation, honestly, but, but do you see any value where any of these guys are going right now? Okay, I'll go first with this one. Tevin Coleman in 2018 had his most rushing yards of his career. Uh, he had the highest yards per carry of his career. He then signs on with a team that he knows, the obviously, the offensive mind very well in Kyle Shanahan. He goes, but he's now behind a 15th-ranked uh, offensive line ending the year last year for San Francisco. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right now he is the 1A running back for the 49ers. I'm going to say Jerk McKinnon coming back from an ACL tear is the 1B. Matt Breda, I, I liked him last year. He finished the 26th-ranked running back, but he is going to be the third down back. Uh, I know all three of them can catch, so there's a chance that that kind of gets skewed, but I do think Matt Breda is going to be the third down back. Players like Monster, players like Justin Wilson Jr., um, I see them having relevancy only, like, if and only uh, running back goes down. But right now, Tevin Coleman is my lead back there. He's going in the late sixth, well worth the pick there. He's, he was going there as the number two running back in Atlanta. You know what I mean? He's now the number one in San Francisco. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I just – I. I like it. And I don't like running back by committees, but I do think he is going to stand out. He was paid to be the number one running back there. So. And in practice, I've been reading that he's lining up at wide receiver as well. So you might see them both on the field at the same time. Like yeah. And Jarek, I mean, Jarek, Jarek has the chance to be a, a good one B. That's the thing. I think he has the chance to be a good one B with 160, 150 rushing attempts and 40 receptions. And here's my thing with Jarek McKinnon though. Here's my beef with him. We still have not seen this freak athlete that everybody's talking about. Like, where, where is this? He hasn't played a full season as a full, as a, like a true starter. He's been injury. I mean, he got injured last year, which really hurts him a little bit, you know, coming back from that. I'm not me personally. I'm not sold on Jarek McKinnon at all, but Tevin Coleman's a guy to, to own for me. I agree with you on that, but McKinnon, I can't, I can't get on board. He's got to prove it at least for me. It's it's fair. It's um it's very fair. And Matt Breida played through injury. He proved that he will play through injury. So tough dude. It's just a tough tough situation to keep an eye on. But Kyle Shanahan's creative enough to to, to spread the spread the wealth. But does that equate to fantasy success? Obviously, we'll have to I'll tune in on Sundays, Thursdays, and Mondays to see the Baltimore Ravens, a run heavy offense to say the least. They have Mark Ingram. This year, Gus Edwards, one of my favorite running backs drafted this past uh, draft, Justice Hill, another spark athlete brother like McKinnon from uh, Oklahoma State. Kenneth Dixon, is he still on the team? And Lamar Jackson, because they say he's not going to run the ball as much, but we know he's going to run at least 10 times a game. So this is a uh, – this – I'm going to hold, I'm gonna hold my uh, – my thoughts. Yeah, this is this is a fun one. Well, they want yeah, Lamar Jackson. They said they want him to throw more. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, he can't. Exactly, he can't, <laughs> he can't do that because of practice. <laughs> He's apparently, terrible. Which is kind of funny because at times in Louisville, he actually looked like his his he was airing it out very well. He was throwing very good passes, but come to the NFL, not so much. So you sign Mark Ingram to be the guy. Mark Ingram is a he is a bell cow. He averaged a little bit more than 11 carries a game last year with Kamara as a compliment. He doesn't have Kamara this year. So if I am drafting anyone, it's going to be Mark Ingram on this team. He, he averaged 4.67 yards per carry too. Very good. 
Yeah. That's very solid. And now he is literally on a run first team where he hasn't been like in New Orleans, it wasn't run first. I mean, you had Drew Brees as your quarterback. So Mark Ingram, I think, could be averaging 20 carries a game. Yeah, I'll piggyback off of that. Uh, not only did Baltimore lead the league uh, last year with 547 carries, there was only a, one team in the 500 alongside them. That was Seattle. So they run the ball a lot. Uh, I know they do have a running quarterback, so that does help. But Mark Ingram, over the last, what, six, six seasons, five or six seasons, since 2013, has averaged 4.75 yards per carry. Yep. That is unbelievable. Okay, he is a, Yeah, he is a high yards per carry guy. He signed big money in the offseason to come to Baltimore to play. He's playing behind a top 10 offensive line. He's looking at 225 to 230 plus carries, 40 plus receptions. We know we can catch the ball. But I will offer the alternative. Ooh, you threw a button there. Gus Edwards is a high efficiency running back. He's okay? good too. <laughs> very, very high efficiency running back. He had seven straight games in the 2018 season with 65 plus rushing yards. Okay. He is a high-efficiency guy, and we're not talking like 25-plus carries for the guy. He was getting minimal carries and making the most of each and every one of them, okay? I know he wasn't a flashy guy, but there was a point in the year where I really thought that he could be their future running back. I mean that, sincerely. Like, that sounds weird to say, but I do think Gus Edwards has a role in this offense as well. So, right now, Mark Ingram is going to get the bulk load of that, you know, those carries for the season. Where's he going right now? Let's see. Uh, he's going the 407. He's going is actually the last um, running back two off the board. It's the 24th ranked running back in ADP. I think it's a little late in the middle of the fourth round. I would take him there. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's going around the likes of Chris Carson, David Montgomery, Sony Michelle, Kenyon Drake. Um, out of all of those running backs, the only one I would have somewhat of a belief to take around there would be Chris Carson. But that's... Mm. But I do like Mark Carry on, Carry on Johnson. I've also seen around that area too. Did you say him? Uh, no, I did not say carry on. Carry on's a little earlier according to Fantasy Football Calculator. Yeah, but depends on your rankings, exactly. I do think that Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards can have a big role in this offense where both of them can finish in the top 30 running backs in the league, fantasy-wise. And we always talk about coaching changes, schemes. Greg Roman was promoted to offensive coordinator. He's been an offensive coordinator for five seasons in the NFL where they finished no less than eighth in rushing. I mean, based on what you guys are saying, what I'm reading, past experience, they're going to try to run the ball, and I think they're going to be successful, honestly. So A lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, a it's lot. Like, and it's like Mark Ingram is a big boy, so he's going to get goal line carries too. So it's not like he's going to get vol- – I mean, it could happen. He could get – like Gus Edwards could get some carries taken away from him, but Mark Ingram could still also stay in there. But Mark Ingram – I don't see Mark Ingram going over 230 carries. I don't. I think he's going to be a high-efficiency high, high guy with that 4.6-plus yards per carry. I do think he's going to get the receptions. But that's why I think Gus Edwards has a big role. Because if they're going to run the ball 550 times on the season and Mark Ingram is highly efficient with 225 carries, you're looking at Gus Edwards with 150-plus carries as well. And so, whoever gets hurt, exactly. just the stills waiting in the wings. Can it exactly. Somebody else is ready. To, you got to pick them up. You got to keep an Absolutely. eye on the situation. Yeah, it's it's a high run team. You pick up the next guy in line every time. Who's up yeah, next? Love it, love it. That was that's exciting. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens. It sounds it's like back in high school we, we ran the wishbone. Like, the like team, literally, team we were going to run the ball every play. It was it was fun being a part of it, watching it. Not so much. It is the worst. I, I was actually thinking of the wing T. Ooh, I, see, I think we, that could be a pretty good offense, yeah. We passed back in the day on that a little bit, a couple times a game at least. Yeah, wishbone option. We were, we were good within the county, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about that another day. If you're listening, yes. what's up, Matt? 
That's yeah. about it. <clears throat> um, DeAndre Hopkins is the receiver on this team, catching passes from Deshaun Watson. Who will be running the ball? Lamar Miller down to Foreman. This is a tough one. What do you guys think? Okay. <clears throat> so for me, this is the hardest one because while the other teams we have mentioned or, or, or will talk about, they have two, three, four, five plus running backs that can have a role in the offense. I do think it's just these two. And Lamar Miller last year was not great, but he still finishes as, uh, as a low end running back two. Um, John Foreman really didn't see the field much. He kept getting his injury pushed back more and more. Um, but there is a very, very good chance that this is a complete and utter timeshare. Um, I do think that this is going to be a 50-50 split based on whatever, whether it's goal line work, whether it's passing down work. Um, you're talking about a Texans team that was fourth last year in rushing attempts, 472. So there is a lot there. Um, and they only have two mouths to feed. So there is a chance that one of them comes way above the other during, you know, OTAs and, you know, it's a training camp and everything. Um, if I'm going to pick someone, it's probably going to be Lamar Miller to start the year. I hate saying that, but I do think if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be him. I don't think he keeps it. Um, but I do think there's going to be a very good timeshare there. So you got Lamar Miller, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Henry. I mean, who do you take out of those guys, I guess, right? I mean, that's, that's an easy one. We'll get to that one soon. But, right? yeah, my, but mine's, mine's Kenyon Drake. But that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really don't know who I like either. Lamar Miller kind of falls in that, that same category as like Jordan Howard for me. Very frustrating to watch. But then they come around with like a game over 100 yards and like two touchdowns. Now, Deonta Foreman, we still haven't seen what this guy can do. He's saying that he's feeling – they're saying that he's feeling very healthy right now. Yes, this is, I mean, reports. Who who knows, though? We only know what we know. And he is playing as healthy as he was when he was in college. So I think Foreman definitely has the opportunity to surpass. And like you said, they didn't do any – they didn't add anyone. It's literally Lamar Miller and Deonta Foreman. The Alfred Blue is no longer there. So what are they going to do? Deonta Foreman will be the bell cow. Maybe Lamar Miller will be the, the passing yeah, I mean, they're going about four, four or so rounds apart, too. You're seeing, you know, Lamar Miller in that, like, sixth round. You're seeing Dante Foreman in that 10th round. So if you're doing it based on the value there, yeah, it's probably Dante Foreman. Oh, value. Uh, by right now. But if we see in training camp that Foreman is starting to edge out Miller, then you're going to see that swing the opposite direction. Because oh, the, yes. carries, the carries are there, and if one of them is getting way more carries than the other, it's the value is there as well. So. And it's a good offense running through Deshaun yeah. Watson. Yeah. It is a good offense. The only thing about their team that sucks on offense or has sucked um, is the offensive line. So if that improves just a little bit, um, you could see their running backs take off a little bit more. They did pick a couple uh, high upside guys. I know they're battling camp right now. I think this one's a situation, honestly, that's going to have to just play play out because it's going to be the hot hand. Whoever performs is, I think, going to get the ball. And to you, to your point, the the third running back on the depth chart, Buddy Howell who on occasion plays special teams. So it's either Lamar Miller or Deonta Foreman. And if he is healthy, he is the more electrifying back. We'll just have to see how it, uh, how it plays out, like I said. Exactly. This is, uh, this is one of my most exciting ones because I, I've talked about this team a, a bunch of times. I always try and find ways to, you know, to fit ooh, Tariq Cohen in or Swaggy Naggy because I like – I like the offensive, uh, the mindset, the scheme. I like how they approach the game. You know, they, they respect it. And they score a lot of points, too. You, know? you just like nicknames. <laughs> and I like nicknames. <laughs> yeah, nick, nicknames are pretty cool. Yeah. So Swaggy Naggy, 
head coach, calling the plays. They got rid of Jordan Howard. They traded him for basically a bag of peanuts, right? I guess because it's a seventh-round pick in the NFL. Is. That's all he's worth. I mean, it's a, it's a dart throw, let's be honest, right? It's like one of the last picks in fantasy. You never know. So it could turn out to be something. It could be a bag of trash. They picked up Mike Davis, who did pretty well in Seattle last year. And then they went and drafted David Montgomery, the shifty potential three down back out of Iowa State, who is my favorite running back in this class. And I'd be very upset if somebody picked him before me in my dynasty draft coming up next Sunday. So I'll let you guys know. Hmm. Tariq Cohen, he's proven that he can do well with limited touches. They picked up Mike Davis. They lost Jordan Howard. Is is Tariq going to continue to be successful this year? And obviously is Swaggy Nagy going to incorporate this rookie running back and Mike Davis somehow? Yeah. Um, for me, Tariq Cohen has a role in the offense, but it's not running the ball. Tariq Cohen is a 85 to 100 rushing attempts guy, uh, makes the most of his opportunities when he's on the field uh, running the ball. You're looking at a 4.4, 4.5 yards per carry guy. Um, his biggest impact is going to be in the receiving game. I know Chicago has a ton of weapons in the receiving game, but he is a trusted player on that field. Um, he's going to look, you're looking at 70 plus receptions, um, you know, 700 plus yards, maybe four or five touchdowns. So his value is there. Um, the Mike Davis split with Montgomery is going to be the interesting one. You bring Mike Davis over, you don't spend a ton of money on him as the running back one and a half, two. Um, but he made the most of his opportunity last year. He caught more than 30 passes, passes which I thought was awesome. Um, you, you know, 4.6 yards per carry, which was awesome. <sighs> I do think Montgomery is the starting running back. Okay. Yes. They wouldn't his, have drafted him. ADP them. will show that. Yeah, they wouldn't. They would not have drafted him where they did if they didn't believe he was going to be their feature back. Mike Davis is going to have a role, especially in 2019. But um, I am going with Dave Montgomery this year. You're looking at 200 carries for me. I, I think it's a very good one-two punch with Mike Davis and it's a great one. It's a great. I think it's awesome. And Tariq, like you said, he's not. I don't see him getting. Even if they didn't sign Montgomery, I think Tariq was still going to have a role. He's too much of an athlete not to keep him on the field, and. They, him and Montgomery are actually only, according to Fantasy Pros, four running back rankings apart from each other. Yeah, Tariq no. is 29, Montgomery's 33. I have, I mean, a Fantasy Football Calculator, according to their PPR um, format, uh, they have David Montgomery being drafted right now in the middle of the fourth round. Oh, meanwhile, meanwhile, they have um, Mike Davis being drafted, what, like the 14th round? Yeah, um, Mike Davis is like there is a way, huge, way. Yeah, there is a huge difference between them. You're talking ten plus round differential, and I think once OTAs, be, you know, into OTAs and into the training camp, you're going to see that. You're, I think there's a very good chance that you see Dave Montgomery drafted in the late third. So, which is not great. I don't like that. No, no, not at all. But <laughs> I don't like that. But I yeah, could, I could definitely see that happening too. Preseason will definitely tell us a little bit more. Hope I like hope. Mike Davis. I think he has a role. Um, I'm just not sure it's going to be enough to value anything when Dave Montgomery is going to. And we've also seen Mike Davis disappear. There, there is a chance that, yeah, exactly. They didn't invest entirely too much in him. They yeah, Like he just gets nothing, you know, it's right. literally Tariq Cohen and, and right. David Montgomery, which would be a pretty. Before the, before the draft though, I mean, they signed Mike Davis and they trade Jordan Howard and we think, you know, well, this might be it, but is it really going to be it? And then they, you know, draft Montgomery and everything changed. So um, I love it. I love it. Dob, Dob Bears. Isn't that special? That's church lady. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm pumped. I think uh, it's it's going to be fun, and a lot of people are going to be scoring a lot of touchdowns and points. I think they only get better, honestly. Um, this offense, to me, is evolving while 
I'm a little more scared of the Rams because they became predictable last year. There's a lot of pressure. We've talked about that. Not for today. Going, uh, going up north in the great state of New, New York. The only true New York team. True. <laughs> the, the great Jim Kelly, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas, four-time Super Bowl losers. Um, oh. Consecutive, consecutive losers. games That's played. awful. <laughs> consecutive losers. Which is very difficult to get there four times. So I'll, I'll give them a shout out for that. Apparently very um, easy to lose all four too. Yeah. <laughs> so. One was to the, to the New York Giants. All four. In case you guys, in case you guys didn't know. That is, that would be the Bills Mafia. What? <laughs> this is a team that invested a ton of money on the offensive line. They have a young quarterback named Joshua Allen from Wyoming, who they are going to try to limit his number of carries this year. They have to. I mean, he's obviously going to going to run and, you know, ad lib at will, which will probably lead to some fantasy points, some big weeks. But if I'm the offensive coordinator, if I'm Sean McDermott, I'm going to hand the ball off as many times as possible. They, they did pick up a couple weapons on offense. Uh, John Brown and your boy, uh, your boy oh, from the Cowboys. The tiniest they, receiving core. <laughs> very shifty. I like it. But they have – a plethora, a stable of running backs at their disposal, one being LaShawn McCoy, who they've had for a couple of years. Frank Gore, which is crazy to pick them up. He's, I mean, he's one of the smartest, hardest playing football players of all time at any position. He's also nothing 52. About, nothing about respect. <laughs> he's still playing, though. He's still playing. It's crazy. He's still doing good, though. Like, he's definitely a Hall of Fame. I love it. Grandpa, Grandpa Gore. I mean, geez. good for you, Gore. Grandpa Gore. And he did well last year. I'll let you share his uh, share his statistics um, right right after this piece. And they picked up T.J. Yeldon from from the Jaguars while drafting somebody who I think eventually is going to take over, if not this year, next year, who's going to get to learn from Frank Gore, Lashawn McCoy, T.J. Yeldon. I mean, they're all veterans, right? And his name is Devin Singletary. He scored. 54 touchdowns his last two years in college. Are you kidding me? That's insane. There's a lot of running backs, though. A lot of mouths to feed. Who, I mean, who's going to start? It's got to be McCoy initially, right, until they trade him or he gets hurt? Um, so I have a theory. My theory is that they cut LaShawn McCoy. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Um, this Bills team thinks they can compete. And after Roger Goodell had come out this week and said, you know, you build them a new stadium or things are going ha- to change. They're going to – I think there's a chance that if they don't build a new stadium in Buffalo – there's a chance they try to relocate them, which is not going to go over well. So they need to win. Okay. They need to win. They need to, it needs to be now too. Uh, and this Bill's AFC, mafia is going to go nuts. Yeah, I know. This AFC East though, isn't great though. I mean, AFC East has a lot of question marks. So I do think LaShawn McCoy has a chance to be cut before the season starts. Frank Gore. Yes. While well, he had a great year last year for his age and for the opportunity he was given, I just don't see it. Okay. I see him as a, as a mentor. I see him as a somewhat complimentary role, but that's about it. The big one here, we are forgetting about the fact that TJ Yeldon last year finished as a running back too, okay? I know he was signed late and he was signed as like the fourth running back on this team, but... No way. He was, he was a running back too last year, okay? He has the potential not only to steal some carries away from anybody who's going to run the ball on first and second down, but I think he's the third down back, <laughs> okay? He is a big reception guy. 55 total receptions last year, 487 yards, four touchdowns. I think TJ Yeldon steals that third down role from anyone who would have had it. And I think he siphons away some of those carries as well. So I like him a little bit. I don't want to say a lot of it, but um, I like him a little bit. I do like Singletary though, going forward. I 
am in 100% agreement with you on TJ Yeldon. I absolutely love TJ Yeldon. He, I mean, the guy's elusive. I mean, we've seen it, you know, like you said, a running back two last year. Josh Allen, they're not going to – so he is given the reins, apparently, from the head coach that if he calls a play, Josh can do whatever he wants with it. If he wants to call it, he can call it. If not – I mean, that's that's the reports as of now. Know, it's crazy. It's crazy we'll, to read something like that. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what comes of that. I mean, why not, though? If your quarterback's not feeling it, he's not feeling it. Like, you mean an audible? Isn't on that the, an audible? Well, yes, but – I'm just saying, though, like he's going to have a little bit as like a second-year guy. And I, I'm a huge – I love Josh Allen. We got him in our dynasty. He didn't run the ball that much at Wyoming. I'm going to keep bringing that up. It's kind of crazy that he ran the ball so much last year towards the end of the season. So unbelievably – I thought it was Russell it, Wilson out there. Okay, It was ridiculous. It was like, <laughs> where did this come from? Because he yeah. he barely ran the ball at Wyoming. I mean, He might be their number one run. He might be the number one running back on this team. There's a very be, good chance. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, he didn't have a, a decent passing option. So I think the addition of TJ Yeldon helps him, makes him a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable. Okay, you know what? I don't see anything. Boom, there's TJ Yeldon. Let me just drop it off to him. TJ Yeldon, he could average five to six catches a game because they're going to be losing. They're going to be down. They're going to need to pass the ball. So I'm a strong believer in TJ Yeldon especially where he's being drafted. He doesn't even have a draft position exactly. at this point. Like His ADP doesn't exist. It's infinite. He, he's running back like 68 right now. He's in the abyss. It's yeah. Done. But it all depends on what happens in front of him. If Gore is healthy from his injury last year, if LaShawn McCoy is still on the team, or if he is healthy. But even if those guys, in my opinion, I, know. Still, I, know. I still I think know. Yeldon, because he's, he's healthy, he's young. We know what he can do. Yeah. They're, they're going to use him. They, I mean, they better. Yeah. He's the only person actually in this running back core that I think has a role right now. Exactly. It's exactly. third down at least. He's the only person who has a role right now. So he is my yeah, third down running back. So I like him, especially because I can get him for free. Mm-hmm. And Frank Gore is no slouch. 4.6 yards per carry in 2018 as a 51-year-old running back. Nice. Unbelievable. Uh, it's 52. Hey, hey, remembered. Unbelievable. <laughs> Sick athlete. Here's one that we could touch base on. Maybe not quickly, but briefly, let's say. Seattle Seahawks. Chris Carson, the incumbent, coming back. He's hurt right now. This isn't an injury update show, though, folks. And Rashad Penny, who they drafted in the first round last year, which forces them to give him more opportunity this year. And he did well in limited touches. What is, uh, does, does this look like an even split to you guys? I really hope not, because if you've listened to the show – I'm a big believer in Chris Carson. He was one of nine to go over a thousand yards last season, averaged over four yards per carry. If you're Seattle, you use him and then compliment him with Rashad Penny. That's that's my thing. You saw the success you had with Marshawn Lynch. I'm not saying he's Marshawn Lynch, but when you had a bell cow, I mean, did you not win a Super Bowl? Did you not go to the Super Bowl again? Mind you, they also had a ridiculous defense and Russell Wilson at quarterback. But my point being, give me some Chris Carson. Chris Carson's going in the Chris Carson in PPR leagues right now, ADP wise, is the late fourth. Uh, Rashad Penny is in the mid eighth round right now. Value, um, I mean, talk yeah, about- the value is great. We saw one, we saw two games. Sorry, we saw two games last year where Rashad Penny had more than ten rushing attempts uh, from a team that ran the ball second in the league at 534 total rushing attempts. Uh, Chris Carson right now is the 75% back, and I think Rashad Penny is that 25% complement. Things could change based on injury. I do like Rashad Penny, but Chris Carson. 
Rashad Penny in limited time last year, 85 carries. He averaged 4.9 yards carry. He did have that one big, big game with the big run, but he's a first round pick. He has the pedigree, right? So we'll see how that plays out. Thank you guys again for submitting your questions. Sunday, Sunday brunch, Sunday, uh, Sunday family. We're, we're, we're family. That's why. It's, yeah. fa- it's the Sunday family dinner. Sunday family extended dinner segment. Yeah. Sunday exactly. brunch. I love it. Could It'll still be a work in progress. You know, have, a little, uh, have a little gravy. You can find us at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We're on most podcast platforms, including iTunes. And don't forget SportsCon. It's coming up. It's actually in July. Use our promo code FANTASYFAM. It gets you 20% off admission or a VIP ticket. This is the Fantasy Fam. Signing off.